Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hallelujah. We welcome the word of the Lord in the house. Speak to us, Lord. Ah, speak to us, Lord. Who needs a word today? Where are you at? The word is looking for you today. Glory. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Our scripture today is quite profound, and if you're not careful, you'll overlook the meaning of it. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. If we read the next verse, it says that in his flesh he abolished the law and the commandments and the regulations to make two men out of the one. That he can redeem both unto God. So what are we talking about with these two men? If you... Uh, look in the, the Old Testament concept of the temple or even the New Testament, even in the book of Revelation. There was the inner court, which was the court of the Jews, and then there was an outer court, which was the Gentile court. So there was actually a wall that separated the Gentile world from the Jews or the world from the Jews. There was actually a wall. They could come into the temple area, but there was a wall that separated them. And with the Jews supposedly closer to God. So there's actually this wall that was between the two. And you can only imagine the hostility, especially if somebody in the world tried to come over into the Jewish uh, sector. You can understand that. As that relates to us today, you know, since the Jews forfeited, for the most part, what God had for them... The barrier wall we're talking about today is the barrier wall between the church and the world. So we've been the church. We've been the ones that's close to God, but we ain't won the race yet. So, you know, don't get overconfident just because you're, at the moment, you're closer to God. Or at least in theory. So there's this barrier wall between us and the world. Because we have this concept of judging the world. Hmm. How will we ever grow as a ministry, yes, if we're judging the world? Hmm. How are people going to come into this house and feel comfortable if we've judged them? That's the downfall of most churches. Most of you are sensitive enough... Even if you went to your family home, you would know whether or not if you're wanted. (laughs) We can't want more people and not want more people. 
Yes. We can't want more people and judge people. Yep. So you see there's this barrier wall between us and the world. We're supposed to be a light unto the world. Yes. We're not supposed to be terrified of the world. We're supposed to be a light unto the world. Yes? Yes. And so when people come in, what, what we want in the church is we want people to come in, but we want them saved when they come in. <laughs> you know, we, we don't want them to come in and, and uh, you know, be a little different than we are, you know. So there's this barrier wall, and the barrier wall that we're talking about here, the barrier wall we're talking about here in all of Ephesians chapter 2, the barrier wall is not a barrier that's between us and God. Because in many ways, we're all separated from God. And as, as long as we're judging and justifying ourselves and defending ourselves and accusing others, we are not really in the Spirit of Christ. So the world and we alike, we do all this judging. But there's this wall that's here. So the wall that's here, that's been talking about here, is not a wall between you and God. That's another type of wall. This wall is between you and the world. Wow. How you view the world. Think about it this way. Anybody lonely in the house? Anybody feeling lonely in the house? One way or the other. Many times we think about that being romantic. I heard a yes somewhere. <laughs> Sometimes we think about that romantic. We think about it this way or another. Sometimes we're married and lonely. You know why you're lonely? There's a very good reason why you're lonely because there's nobody around you. But the question is, why is there nobody around you? Have you shut everybody out? Because even in the church, we put barrier walls up in the church. We may put barrier walls up against young people or we put barrier walls up against old people. We're always building these walls and then we wonder why we're so lonely. Yes? We're always building these walls. That's why you're lonely. You're lonely because there's nobody around you. And the truth is, nobody can get to you. Now, maybe if you're one of those romantic handicaps that fall in love with everybody, maybe you do need to build a few walls. <laughs> but uh, let's, let's don't go to that place. But you're lonely because you shut people out. So there's not many people around you. So let me ask you another question. Is your money lonely? What I mean, <laughs> what I mean, you have five dollars and they don't have no friends. <laughs> Anybody got a lonely pocketbook? Huh? So why is your pocketbook lonely? Because you shut out the blessings. And some of us, especially as Christians, and this is what really aggravates me is when I see Christians who should be blessed, they're called to be a light, not only having the Word of God, but they should have a maturity about them that has a, a degree of prosperity and, and abundant life about them that they become a light. Amen. Yes? Yes, Lord. All of us don't have to be an antique lantern. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Yes? 
We need some lead lights. <laughs> but how are you going to be blessed if you keep shutting the world out as a Christian? Now we know we're not supposed to prostitute ourselves to the world. We know that we're not supposed to fall in love with the ways of the world. It says friendship with the world is hatred towards God. But this is the same world that God so loves. So has God broken his own, his own scripture? It says friendship with the world is hatred towards God. But then the Lord so loved the world and he come to save the world. So there's something we need to understand about what is really being said. We don't want to become like the world, but we want to win the world over. And we can't win the world over if we judge them and put up barrier walls huh? and put blood between us and them and they can't come in. And then many times as Christians, we are judging the world, but then we used to be a part of the world. Yes? The Lord gave us this humorous illustration today, uh, this morning, in first service, so I want to share it again because I, I thought it was quite insightful. Because I always hear people complaining about traffic. Yes, traffic is terrible, it's terrible, it's terrible. Anybody ever complain about the traffic? Anybody complain about the traffic this morning? Right? You're con complaining about the traffic. Like some of these Trinidadians should have stayed home. <laughs> but wasn't you one of those Trinidadians out there just driving around in circles doing nothing? That, that's what you accuse them of doing, right? So this traffic is ridiculous. So you're judging everybody in a vehicle as if though they have no reason to be out on the road. Come on, hear what I'm saying. But you was out there, when you was complaining about the traffic, you was out there. You was out there in the traffic, causing the problem. And you come, and you're complaining about the traffic. So why didn't you stay home and bless everybody? But that's the way we are in the church. We, we're just judging everything and we're critical of everything. And so in that process, what we're doing is we're making ourselves lonely. We're making ourselves lonely as a church. We're making ourselves lonely as a Christian because we're judging everybody. You're making yourself lonely. You don't have no friends because you judged everybody. Huh? Now, I understand that, that if we're running to get away from the world, if we've been entangled in it and we have to come into the church, you know, and we're just trying to find some sanction and some power to say no to some people we need to say no to. And I understand there's, there's certain friends that, you know, is not necessarily wanting to get saved. We, that goes without saying. So let me not have to keep repeating myself on that subject, right? Yes, if you can't say no to things you don't need to do, then yes, you need to run. But at some point, you need to mature. And so the reason you're lonely, the reason you don't have friends, the reason you don't have fellowship, the reason you don't have opportunities is because you built a wall between you and the people that you could fellowship with. You built a wall between the people and the people you could save. And that wall is hostile. You have judged. Yes, you've justified yourself. You've redeemed yourself. And by the way, anybody ever justify yourself? Yeah. Do you know when you justify yourself, you push Christ off a throne? Yeah. 
you're not sure. You don't have no right to justify yourself. The Lord alone is judging. No one else. So you may say, well, I don't accuse nobody. But if you're always justifying yourself, you're pushing God off the throne. And that's why you're lonely. And that's why you're broke. That's why you don't have no blessings in your life. That's why you don't have no connection. You can't judge everybody at work. You can't judge all the bosses and then want a promotion from them. Because you built a wall of hostility between them and you as if though you are better than them. Huh? It's your company, but I'm better than you. Pay me more. Hmm? Think about it. How many of us as Christians have built these walls? Huh? And so, you know, sometimes we can maintain ourselves a little bit in church. You know, we can deal with people for an hour a week, you know. <laughs> That's what we do. We deal with people for an hour a week, you know. I, I'm just getting out here in all this traffic, you know. It's all this traffic, you know. I just, I just come out here to get me a word, you know. I, I just run out here to get me a word so I can go back home and get away from all you heathens. And all these church people, all these Evercai people. <laughs> Isn't it true? How did you get to be like that? So we're building all these walls. As husbands and wives, we build walls. As children and parents, we build walls. As neighbors, we build walls. Oh, Lord, this Trinidad. I never saw so many walls in my life in Trinidad. <laughs> you know, where, where I was from, you know, where I was from, of course, I grew up in the country. We didn't have walls. We might have had a fence. But if your dog pooped on our lawn, we didn't worry about it. We just called it fertilizer and kept going. But when I come to Trinidad, walls, 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 and walls, and kill all the grass. <laughs> Except the kind you smoke. build these walls around our houses and we know there's some Trinidadians that's like deers. They can leap over them walls. But you build those walls. I'm not so much concerned about those physical walls, although it's, it's kind of strange. You, you got all this money on a house and you build the walls and you can't even see the streets, you can't see the neighbors, you can't see nobody. Now if that's you, I'm not judging you. I'm just making a statement, you know. Yes? Yes? You just inside this concrete wall. Ain't no grass, ain't no nothing. <laughs> the breeze has to leap over the wall. Come into your house. But again, it's not so much these physical walls, but it is physical walls that we build. And they're always walls of hostility. We shut everybody out. Wow. 
how are you going to prosper? How are you going to be a business person if you've judged everybody? I don't know. So your money's lonely. You ain't got financial problems. You have lonely money. You have lonely investments. They can't find a friend. Your heart's lonely. Huh? You want a man, but you've none judged every man. Not just in Trinidad, on the entire planet. And then you're saying, Lord, where is my man? And he's saying, daughter, there's none left. You all murdered all of them. You know, there was an individual in the Bible that had this, uh, this, this ailment, right? And that was Elijah. He says, they're all dead but me. <laughs> and what did God say? I have 7,000 you don't even know about. You done built so many walls you can't see nothing. <laughs> Of course, we love Elijah because, you know, he, he outrun the horses to town, you know. Yes. And then found the warehouse. And I'm not sure the wind is the Holy Ghost. We must tear down these walls. It says that he has destroyed in his flesh. He has abolished the law and the commandments and the regulations. We're no longer under that. But we're under love. We're under grace. If you're justifying yourself and you're trying to tell yourself you're a good person, you know, if you're trying to justify yourself, you are not under grace. You are under law because you are justifying yourself by your actions, by what you've done or what you think you did was correct. Maybe somebody else did wrong, but you was more right, so you justify yourself. Yes? You don't even let Solomon come and cut the baby in half. <laughs> think about it. What is keeping love away from your heart? It's the barrier walls. Hmm? Yes, in your bedroom you talk to God. In the safety of your bedroom you talk to God. In the safety of your closet you talk to God. Because you know you and God wouldn't be safe outside in the world. <laughs> You know God loves you, but he, He's not going to keep you safe, you know. But it takes more than God's love to make you complete. Think about this. Because God's love causes you to love other people. Amen. God's love alone will never make you feel satisfied. God's love will never feel complete in you until you have fellowship. Until you open up your heart 
Why you don't want to make friends? Well, I don't know if I like that person. You judge them one time. How come you don't speak to people? I, I don't know. I don't just leave people alone. I don't want... They might be nasty. Huh? You're unfriendly, but they're nasty. Why is it we think unfriendliness is godliness? We're holy. I just take my Bible. I, just, I, don't, I don't look to the left. I don't look to the right. I ain't, I ain't watching nobody. <laughs> Why do we get in that place of thinking that we're in the Spirit of God and we're judging everybody? You are a brother to death. You're a brother to death. Death just comes along killing people. Huh? I guess you're the sower of death. You, you just, we get in this place and we just want to judge everybody and condemn everybody and not trust nobody. Oh boy, not trust nobody. Wow, wow. Hmm? You go into the store, you buy something for eight dollars and fifty cents. You buy three items, and you gonna sit there and add them up to make sure they didn't cheat you. <laughs> God in heaven could save them if they, if, if they cheated you out of 10 cents, you know. <laughs> but if they didn't charge you enough, I'm blessed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What causes fear? Why do you have so much fear? How many of you have fear? Why do you have so much fear in your life? When the Bible says perfect love casts out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Why do you have so much fear in your life? You have fear in your life because you think you're going to be punished for something. You don't have fear in your life because it's a wicked world. Because if you really believed that you was loved by God, forgiven of all things, you would not be afraid. Perfect love cast out fear. If you really believed that God was with you all the time, the angels was with you all the time, and they didn't accidentally fall asleep, you would not have no fear. You have fear because we are still prone to law and judging. When you stop judging people, when you quit justifying yourself and just let the Lord judge every situation. Hmm? Let the Lord deal with it. Or if you do have to make a decision, wait till the Lord speaks. Hmm? Be slow to speak. Hmm? Yes. Wait for everything to be disclosed. And then you realize you don't have to do much at all. Why we have all this fear is because we're expecting something bad to happen to us but deep down inside we are expecting that something bad should happen to us and not something good. So much so that many times, many times even in this house when, uh, when, when the spirit of prophecy is present some people are fearful of prophecy because they think they're going to get exposed. 
Jesus did not come to condemn me, come to save. Amen. 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 Do we really believe that? We do not really believe that if we're still bound by fear. If we're always fearful, if we can't sleep at night, if we're always looking out our windows, we judge the world. Everybody's out to get me. Huh? We build all these walls and all these accusations. Huh? There's always been bad in the world. But all at once, we just, like always, we just judging everything. We, we just shut everybody out. And before long, you know, it, it's kind of like this. It's like, and, it, and especially as Christians, Christians build more walls than anybody. The world does too. But, but we, we, we build this wall. Okay, we cut China off. And then we cut uh, Canada off. And we cut England off. So we start cutting off till we get down just to Trinidad. And then we start cu cutting off uh, uh, these people and these people. And we start cutting off this. And then you get into your family. Sometimes you start with your family first. You start cutting people off. And before long, it's just you. Lord, I love you so much, but I'm lonely. <laughs> I, Lord, I love you so much, but I'm broke. Hmm? Why? You don't even believe in good people. Why would you believe that bad people would buy your products and your business? <laughs> have no expectation you can't you can't say the world is bad and then set up a doubles stand and say and then say Lord I know my doubles are better than anybody else which is kind of a judgment but you are not you're not getting no customers you know why because no matter how hungry you are when somebody comes along to get some doubles they just something about you they don't like you don't seem friendly oh that's right you've been judging me because I don't go to church <laughs> I just I just don't feel welcome there these walls they got you lonely got you broke Got you fearful. You ain't got no friends. And the three friends you have, they're just trying to be good Christians to you. <laughs> I say the three friends you got, they're just trying to be good Christians. They don't really like you that much, but they just they just trying to be good to you. They're trying to love you in the name of the Lord, you know. <laughs> And in this day and time, we, we, we're, so, we're so opinionated. We don't even allow somebody else to have an opinion contrary to ours. And if we do, it's war. And even as Christians, in the same ministry, we don't give each other the freedom to have different views. Till we all come to truth. Nobody has all the truth. Listen, if you're lonely, you're broke, you need to hear this message. If you feel like you're sitting on a rock, on the Isle of Pontimus, like John, just all by yourself, 
<laughs> Almost feeling suicidal. You probably would commit suicide, but you don't think nobody would bury you, so you... <laughs> So unless you can come up with some way to dig a hole and have some push buttons so, <laughs> so that when you key yourself, you, you can push the button and it will cover you up. <laughs> We're doing this to ourselves. Now granted, it's a given. We need to have discernment. Granted, there's some people, some, some, a few, a few people. But in the book of Revelation, it says there was a great multitude in heaven that nobody could count. So there's a few people that the Lord may say, nah, you don't need to hang around with them too much. Smile at them, you know, give them the gospel, let them be. So he brings us to a place of maturity where we don't fall into those traps. But to be fearful and to shut everybody off. And this goes on in the church. This goes on in this house sometimes. It goes on in this house because, well, I don't, we, we want to grow, but I don't know about some people. Hmm? And they don't come saved, you know. It's almost like it's almost like going fishing with a net. Well, I don't know if I want to fish or not because some of them fish I ain't gonna like. Because <laughs> you know when you fish with a net, you get all kinds of fish, right? So some of them I ain't gonna like. So if I tell the world that we are a church that don't judge, come hear the good news. There may be some fish coming in we don't like. Some of them might be smelly. But I don't know, I don't know how I'll handle that. You let God handle that. You let Him handle that. But this affects the loneliness of your heart, the loneliness of your money, the loneliness of your income, the loneliness of your family. Some of you, you have families, but you're lonely in the family. Nobody cares about nobody. Hmm? You know what selfishness is? Selfishness is not about you not caring about nobody. Selfishness is when you already cut everybody off. And sooner or later, your selfishness will starve you to death and you will eat your own flesh. It's just, it's just barrier walls. That's not what God has for you. Huh? Can you get hurt? Could you get cursed out? Could you get offended? Yes. But guess what? There's a blessing even on that. Jesus says you will be persecuted. Hello, you're going to be persecuted even if you're not a Christian. It's just saying, hey, because you're following me, doesn't always mean everybody's going to like you. Hey, they didn't all like me. Right? See, holes in my hand. <laughs> but how many will like you? 
And how many will accept you? And how many is not being friendly with you just to steal your man or to steal your wife or to steal your groceries or steal your money? And how many people do we judge every day? But how many people do we offer life to? That says... We're not as saved as we think. And that's why the, the next scripture says that his purpose is to make two one and to redeem both. Hmm? That he wanted to abolish in his flesh the commandments, the law, and the regulations because that's what we use to discriminate and to accuse each other and to justify ourselves that we're better than everybody else. Uh, Paul put it this way. He said that the very thing that was sent to give me life, which was the commandments, did it now bring death to me? No. Hmm? Was the law sin? No. The law is holy. But we don't know how to use judgment. We ain't come to the place of making judgment. It's hard for us to judge a behavior or a situation without condemning the person. Yeah. Sometimes you beat your child and you don't talk to them for a week after you beat them. Wow. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Huh? Your own children. Nah. So you ain't talking to your own children. <laughs> don't tell me it don't happen. You're not talking to your own children. I mean, you just warmed up their hide. And they're trying to talk to you and you don't want to talk to them. I mean, you beat them. And they're trying to say, Mommy. You beat them. That's the way we are. Right in their own home. We got walls built. We don't want to communicate. And you know why we can't communicate? Because we won't lay down the law. We cannot communicate. Because I'm right, you're wrong. So unless you come in to compensate me, or fall on your knees and kiss my feet, I don't want to talk. I don't want to reconcile. But Jesus says, when you are offering your gift before the altar, or your seed, or whatever you're offering to God, and you want to be blessed by that, he says, and you remember that somebody has something against you, or you've got something against somebody, go and settle that. How can we settle things? How many of us have got unresolved things that we have not settled? Now hear me this morning. This message is not to make you feel bad even though we're probably all guilty. I'm trying to get your money to a place where it's not lonely. I'm trying to get your soul to a place where it's not lonely. I'm trying to get your heart to a blessed place. And I'm not just preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself too. That we get to a place where we stop being so fearful. Huh? Where, oh death, is your victory? Where, oh, death, is your shame? Where, oh, death, where is your victory? 
You've been swallowed up in victory. Been swallowed up in the, in the blood of Christ. And I'm not saying we can do this overnight, you know. It, it just, first we've got to receive the message and begin to let the Spirit move in us. In fact, I don't think we can even do this in human form. Because I think in human form it's too easy for us to judge people and justify ourselves. But in the Spirit of Christ, we can begin to reap the harvest that we are supposed to reap by not judging. Think about it. What has you fearful? When you come to church and you're fearful in church, why are you fearful? Because there's judgment on you. Huh? You think I've been waiting all week just to beat up on you? think I've been just holding back my sarcasm and everything. I'm just holding it back. You better show up this Sunday. So I just, I need a vent, you know. Uh, nah. I've been holding something for you. But it's not judgment. It's the love of God. Hmm? That brings liberty. That brings freedom. Over the years, there's been, past several years, there's been some movements. One was the hippie movement, which was all love, right? It was all love, so, you know, it was free love, the, the whole movement, you know. And a lot of times there was people sharing and stuff like that. And so, you know, churches, they was condemning the, the whole movement. And then back in, I think, the 70s, there was the Jesus movement. We always have these movements in the world. And these movements are always about liberty and freedom. Don't you realize the whole world is looking to be free, but the church ain't happy? Now, those movements had aspects in them that was not morally right. But how is it the world is crying out for freedom and liberty? And we who have it... Jesus put it this way. He says, Woe to you who do not enter the kingdom of heaven, nor do you let anybody else enter. We have this freedom, but we don't enter into it. We have this freedom that the world desires, we don't enter into it. In a world that loves psychics, we don't believe in prophets. In a world that's hungry for some word outside of themselves for life, we don't believe in prophecy. Even though the Bible says don't forbid prophecy and don't hold it in contempt, that means don't have a problem with it. Huh? Yeah. Maybe because your prophecy is not coming to pass, but that don't mean that the prophet is in error. If I say, for example, if I say, for example, you know, you're going to have a child, but you ain't having sex with nobody, how are you going to have a child? You think you're married? <laughs> 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 
Sometimes there's things we have to do for a prophecy to come to pass. Sometimes there's things we, we have to do or we have to wait for God to do it in His way. But if you keep building these walls up, and if you don't trust churches, how are you going to receive a word from me? If you're in this house this morning and you don't trust churches and you don't trust preachers, why are you here? You just like horror movies or you like being tormented? Why are you here? <laughs> why you stick your head in the door if you don't trust nobody, if you don't trust church people? Why are you doing that to yourself? <laughs> what made you? What are you possessed by? <laughs> Did you come to church when you don't want to go to church? Because inside you know there's freedom in God. But sometimes we don't enter in that freedom ourselves. What is freedom? Think about what is freedom? I want to be free. What is freedom? Freedom is the the space to express yourself without being judged. It's the place to dance or, or, or shout hallelujah or take off running or just laugh out loud. Huh? Should there be some guidance in there? Yes, but let's trust the Holy Spirit. That's what freedom is. We all looking for it. But we don't enter it and we don't let nobody else enter it. You want freedom to express yourself. But when people are talking to you, they must speak accurate theology according to you. Huh? They must agree with your political views. Yes? They must do things the way you like to do it. Now it goes without saying. There's some morals in there somewhere. That goes without saying. But that's not the message we need to hear. We need to hear. Are people free when they come around you? Are people free? When they come around you, can they speak openly? Can they talk? Can they boast? <laughs> Can they boast? Can they lie about them successes? Their successes? Do people have freedom when they are around you? If they do not, this might explain why your life is boring and lonely. Because you allow no freedom. Okay, maybe they say something that you say would be offensive. Why does it have to be offensive? Don't you get to choose what's offensive? Wow. Maybe they talk some stupidness. Huh? You know how many times I, I've seen Christians and, and they work in an environment and, and the people in the environment in the workplace, they like to curse and tell dirty jokes. So why are you there? You must like dirty money. <laughs> Can 
can somebody tell you a dirty joke without you getting offended? Okay. I don't really see the humor, but okay. Why does your blood pressure have to rise? Why is it you look like you need the demon deliverance rather than them? <laughs> you know, there's actually people in the world that love to push Christians' buttons. Yes. Yes. I don't think Jesus ever got his buttons pushed so. When he felt led to do something in the spirit, he did it. But for the most part, you, you talk your foolishness. You do what you want to do. Uh, how are you going to be a light? So if they're cursing and telling their jokes, but you don't, sooner or later, you'll win them over. Sooner or later, they realize that you're not just somebody that doesn't tell dirty jokes. You're not just somebody that don't curse. You know how they know that? Because you don't judge them when they do it. Mm -mm. Because you don't judge, you don't condemn them. You don't participate in it, but I'm not judging you. Jesus did not come to condemn the cursor. He did not come to condemn the dirty joke teller. He did not come to condemn the perversion person. When they brought the, the woman caught in adultery, she had was in adultery. There's no doubt about it. Jesus says, I don't condemn you. Where's your condemners? I don't condemn you. Yep. Yep. Go and leave your life of sin. Because this is what happened when you sin. All these Pharisees in the church going to catch you. <laughs> the police already got your number. They, they got, they're watching you, you know. But sin has its own consequences and its own persecutions. God's not trivial. God's not trivial. Huh? If God was trivial, every time somebody cursed, they fall over dead. God's not trivial. We're trivial. He did not come to condemn, but to save. He's coming back. Not necessarily to condemn. He's just coming back for those that are His. And when everybody realizes that they fought against Him, that's what's going to create the fires of hell. You're lonely. You're bored. Your finances are messed up. No friends. Whether... You're in school, not in school. Huh? There's no joy in your home. Huh? Sometimes in a home, the wife, let's say the wife gets saved in the home and the husband doesn't. The worst devil in that man's life is the church lady. Huh? Ain't no way that man could ever get saved. As long as you are God, you will never be forgiven. (laughs) You have more requirements than God himself has for this this unbelieving man. Am I telling the truth? And some of us that get saved, we have unsaved families. 
And one of them peeps out the window and see you coming. They said, the devil coming. Now, they had rather see the Jehovah Witnesses than you. <laughs> Why are we like that? We're like that because we don't understand the theological aspect that we are justified by faith in God. We are justified by grace through faith and this faith not of ourselves that anyone may can boast. So we have all this religious zeal about us because we're judging people because we're afraid if we don't if we don't beat you up with the gospel, God ain't gonna be proud of us. Hold on. God called you to love people. <laughs> not, not to spank them with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and Leviticus and Deuteronomy and and Hebrews and Numbers and all those things. Huh? Just as you are, was once blind, they're blind. Hmm? We must come out of this religious mindset that we're supposed to just be pre preaching fire and brimstone all the time and we're supposed to be judging everybody we see. All we're doing is building our own little, ooh, what is that fancy word? Uh, uh, that sacrum, sacrum, sacrum. It actually means a tomb. But, but it's in the Bible. What's that word? Sacrum, sac, searchum. Starts with the S. S? Huh? Say it again. All right. We're building our own little tomb. Because <laughs> after you build four walls, all you got to do is put a top on it and that's it. <laughs> Some of you got three walls, you got four walls, and it's lonely in there. Huh? And when you build your little tomb, yes, it's so small, now you can't go on vacation. Some of you don't go on a cruise ship because you think it's just a, a shipload of demons. <laughs> Listen, we're judging ourselves to death. We, 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 we're taking, we, we, we're taking concepts of what truth is, but we're not being delivered of the law. We're not realizing Jesus came to fulfill the law. That we are saved by His love. We forget that the Bible is about love. If you misunderstand that the gospel is about love, what do you have? You're just judge, lawyer, and warden, all built into one little compartment. Huh? Yes, we should be persistent about taking our children to church if they're small. But we should be careful how we minister to our children. You can't make somebody believe. You can make somebody say anything. But to change somebody's heart, you can't do that, you know. Huh? There's got to be that liberty there for, for the Spirit of the Lord to reach out and touch somebody. You know, sometimes in this sanctuary, 
sometimes there's a woman in this sanctuary. All she wants is a husband. She don't want nothing else. She really don't want God. She just wants a man. And she wants a good man. <laughs> Which, they don't exist. Nobody is good. Yeah. Or sometimes a man comes in and he's, he's just coming to church because he's he looking, he looking for a wife. Uh, he's looking for a wife. You can tell because he's, he's shopping while he's in church. <laughs> Sometimes people come to church because they want to sell something. There's many crazy reasons why we come to church. Sometimes we just want a free doctor. And sometimes we're just lonely. But how do we get in that situation? You know, it's scary to be free, you know. Huh? It's scary to be free. Let's say somebody dropped you off in the forest. I don't think Trinidad got too many dangerous wild animals. They might have a few. Drop you off in the forest. What's the first thing you do when you're dropped off in a forest? All by yourself. What's the first thing you do? You look for a stick or a rock or something for a weapon. Yeah, that's what you do. You look for weapons. When you're in an environment that you're not used to. And what do we do in life? We look for defenses. We have not yet entered the kingdom of heaven where that freedom and that joy is. Huh? We come to church. We're fearful in church. And granted, you know, many years ago, nobody would stand up in church and oppose or, or, or confront or, or anything like that. But we're in church and we're almost fearful that somebody's going to stand up and say something stupid. We fearful. Are we fearful somebody gonna come into church and rob us? Listen, most thieves know by now that Christians left their money at home because <laughs> they were scared of the basket. <laughs> at least they should know. Anybody that's stupid enough to come in church to rob Christians, they are stupid. <laughs> Because you know the last thing you do when you come to church is bring a roll full of money. You know your money don't feel safe in church. You go to a casino with a roll of money. You might be dumb enough to go with a woman to the mall with a roll of money. But you will never come to church with a roll of money. <laughs> But is it not true? Isn't it? We, in this house, aren't we afraid that somebody's going to protest or something I say? Oh my God. Why do we live in such fear? Why do we live in such fear? Ah. Some of us, we got our hands folded right now. <laughs> yeah. 
you're thinking, I'm next. I'm next. Uh, Prophet gonna step on my toes next, you know. Uh, How many of you go to a family outing and you go with your mace and everything else because you know there's always some kind of back now in your family. So you're afraid to go there. You can't go there without weapons, you know. Huh? Book of Revelation says a sword came out of Jesus' mouth, but we have swords too, you know. We we ready for a fight. We ready. Huh? And we ready to fight, even even if we didn't hear you correct. It was close enough. We can fight. Hmm? Because we build all these walls. Hmm? Listen, if you are persecuted, you're blessed. First thing, you're blessed just not to walk around in all that fear. You're blessed not to walk around in all that fear. We're looking for fights. We're looking for uh, we, we're looking for disputes. We're looking for back and now. We're looking for it. Rather than trusting God to lead you through the jungle without a weapon. Huh? You don't know nothing about fighting no lion anyway. You're going to fight a lion with a rock. <laughs> a stick. Huh? It feels so good. And it's healthy, you know. It's healthy to get out from under all that fear and that worry. Huh? Huh? Some of you couldn't wait till you get married. Now you live in total fear that they're not faithful. Hmm? Why are you going to do that? You live in so much jealousy and so much... Why are you doing that? Huh? If they're cheating on you, give them that liberty. They're more likely to expose themselves. Huh? Yes. But if you're always going through your man or your, your wife's phone, they have to be idiots to put anything on there because they know... Give them the liberty to be free. So if somebody is doing you wrong... It will get exposed quicker. Huh? But here's the thing. You're going to live either way. Life is good either way. Because God is good. He set me free. Now let us not be yoked again by a spirit of fear. Huh? Let me quit justifying myself. Huh? Some of you, you justify yourself as if though you're the prime minister. Are you running for any office? Is it, is it really that much need for you to justify your good name? Huh? I don't know about you, but my last name, you know, you can find all kinds of rascals with, the, with the, my last name. You know, even if you justify the name Crabtree, you ain't done much. <laughs> running for no office. What do I care what somebody says? Let them talk. Amen. Rob me of my freedom. Rob me of my joy. And I, I'm doing this because I want somebody to quit talking bad about me. Do I really want them as my friend? <laughs> why, why, do I want to, why do I want to lose my joy and my life just defending my name? 
Don't you know the books in heaven got enough bad things about your name? You gonna get to heaven and justify your name? Them angels was writing things down about you before you come out of the womb. Yes, yes. And you gonna justify yourself? Try to blame your mama, try to blame everybody. Don't make no sense. You may say, well, I don't know if I can live like this. I understand it sounds good, but I don't know. Yes, you can live like this. In fact, this is the only way to live. Every other way will kill you. Hmm? Yes. Ladies, those wrinkles you're trying to get rid of. Now, you can take makeup and cover them up, you know. But it's better not to, better not to get those wrinkles. And, and all that aging cream that you buy from Japan or China. Huh? All that fish poop you put on your face, whatever they come up with. <laughs> you know what's the best skin care in the world? You know what the best skin care, the best, not, not to, uh, the best not ever to get wrinkle care in the world is the joy of the Lord, a pure joy that comes from God. Huh? What? Huh? When you have a good heart and towards people and you have a good heart, you just know God is love. You know people mess up just like you mess up. Next thing you know, you can eat anything. What's causing all these sicknesses is all the judgment and the criticalness. Huh? What's causing you to get old? You know why you get old? Listen, this is a fact. When you get married, you get old quick. Hmm? Why? Very good reason why. You now married somebody that will judge you to death. Because when you get married, you ain't never... I mean, you just might as well marry Judge Judy or Judge Brown. When you get married. Because you're a husband and wife always... That's why they say death do your part. Good luck to you. Huh? Isn't that true? That's true. Sometimes you feel more judged by the person you said I do to. And sometimes you feel more judged by children that's got your DNA. It should not be. That's why we get old quick. Now, single people, you'll age eventually if you don't drive yourself crazy with lust, you know. Hmm? But the truth is you're, you're more healthy because at least you, you put yourself in a box. <laughs> but any time you begin to judge, when you begin to judge and do all these worryings and things, your mind goes, everything goes. You overeat, everything goes. Huh? 
just because of judgment. Help my Lord. That's why it's that's why Jesus encourages you so much to forgive. Huh? The Lord is gonna take care of these things in due time. But forgive. Forgive. Huh? Let it go. Why? It's good for your health. It's good for your finances. Huh? Let it go. Let somebody else judge you. They'll die before you. Let it go. Because you know it's painful to hold a grudge. It takes away all your joy. It takes away everything. Let it go. Let God be on the throne. Let God shield you. Let God protect you. Huh? And husbands and wives, quit judging each other. Yes? Because huh? what's going to happen? One of you going to die and the other one can't afford to bury you. <laughs> so somebody died that you didn't like, finally. But it's going to take you the next 10 years to pay for their funeral. Families, stop judging each other. It does affect your finances. Because you begin to judge, you begin to build walls. And so you're building walls. You, you, you can't even get to the blessings that God has for you in your life. It's not God that's keeping you from the blessings. Huh? And how are you going to receive a prophecy from God if you've got dirty hands? God has it for you. But your hands are dirty. So you don't feel worthy to take it. And you miss out on that blessing. Huh? God is so awesome and He loves you so much. But to come into His kingdom, you've got to follow Him. And to follow Him is to become like Him. Hmm? Let us quit judging each other. Hmm? truth will come out. But let's give every person a time to say, hey, I don't think this is the best decision. Hmm? Let gamblers find out. I don't think this is the best decision. Hmm? You, can't, you can't stop people from doing things. That's why the Bible says, let the vile continue to be vile. Let the wicked continue to be wicked. But let the righteous continue to do righteous. You know why those three things in there? Let the vile continue to be vile. Let the wicked continue to be wicked. And then for some reason or other, it throws in this statement. And let the righteous continue to be righteous. Amen. Why does it say that? It's a message to the righteous. Don't stop your righteousness by judging the vile and the wicked. Don't mess up your blessing by starting to judge the world. Because when you judge the world, when you judge the world of being wicked, you cannot technically say the world is wicked without not saying that you are righteous. It goes without saying. When you say the world has become so wicked, in order for you to judge that and make that statement, you would have to be above the wicked. Which means you are justifying yourself. Ah. But there's always somebody that's probably better than you. Hmm? 
when we just make up our mind to love and trust God's coming, to forgive, to forgive families, to forgive exes, to forgive. Uh, you're never going to get divorced as long as you have an ex. They're always going to be there. Ah. Forgive. There's such a blessing on it. And to forgive, that means you can't justify yourself either, you know. Gotta let it all go. Hallelujah. Let his love touch you this morning. Don't say it's hard. Just say I'm weak. <laughs> it's not hard. The Lord will help you. And it, here, here's the thing that I learned about righteousness. If you ever boast in your righteousness, you're gonna have to prove it. But when you just thank the Lord that He's righteous and that He loves me in spite of everything, you don't find yourself in as many problems and dilemmas. Because did you know boasting is judging? When you boast, you take God off the throne. When you say, I did this, and I did this, and I did this good, you're not leaving room for God to say, you did good. In fact, you're pushing him off the throne and declaring yourself. Because when you say, I am good and I did this, you're technically saying you're better than most everybody else. You don't realize what an offense that is. And you don't realize how lawful it is. And you don't realize how you're pushing the Lord off the throne and you're not receiving his lordship and his love in your life. Huh? I'd rather be rich and nobody know nothing about it. Yes. Anybody hear what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, live that quiet life. Amen. Hmm? There's some people that will find out that I'm rich because I am good to them. But I don't promote it. Huh? Anytime you promote yourself, you got to fight. Hmm? Yes. If you don't believe that... Go to a family outing and say, I'm the best one here. And you will see all hell break loose. <laughs> Go to work and say, I'm the best employee here. Huh? You may be crucified on a cross before lunchtime, you know. <laughs> For wickedness, not for goodness. Uh, why don't we understand that when we do that, we're not acting in the spirit of Christ? Hmm? And maybe we are a little bit better, or maybe we're a little bit better than some people now, but we really don't know because we don't know everything they're doing. You know, maybe we sin a little less, but maybe they do a whole lot more good, and you don't see the good they're doing. So that might give them a better score if we are actually scoring people, which we are not. But if we live by law, that's what we're doing. We're measuring people. And God forbid. Let's stop that.
Let's be blessed. Let's everybody in the house be blessed. Let everybody in the house be wealthy. Let everybody in the house be unlonely. And let's let this house grow. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Who needs a word? We got time for a few maybe. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Who am I looking for? Who's here? Who's here? Hmm? Now, let me make this clear. I, I, don't, I don't have to have your, necessarily have to have your open heart and your excitement about a word. I don't have to have that to give you a word. But the truth is, if, if you don't have an open heart about it, I'm going to waste a lot of time getting to you. And I'm going to rob somebody else. Yes. Because yeah. sometimes the things the Lord wants to say, I don't know nothing about it. I just speak it. And when you say, yeah, that's me. You know, without sitting there for 20 minutes and, and you know, and, and, and doing the Our Father and all these things, you know. Yeah. So, so who, who needs a word today? love for the Lord to find me somebody I can I can speak into their life somebody I could bring up front and just just speak some things into your life you know because otherwise it's kind of like I got to prophesy and jump up over the wall and throw it to you you know word is for this young man right here. Stand up please. Him. Yes. The one that probably thinks I don't like him too much. You think I like you? Yeah, of course. You sure? Yeah. All right. I hope so, because I like you, you know. Are you at a stand place in your life, what you want to do with your life? As in maybe pondering what school you want to go to or what you want to do? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. As you? You know, it's hard to know what you want to do if you don't know who you are. That's true. Let me say this again. And please don't hear this the wrong way. Do you know who you are? I yeah. mean, you, you really feel like you know who you are. You, you've got a strong hold on who you are and what you want to do and what God is calling you to do and you've you got a strong hold on it. Yeah, but... All right, so who are you? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, first thing is, you're almost too young to really know who you are. 
sometimes you're old and you still don't know who you are, you know. It's like, <laughs> well, my mama told me this was my name, and they told me how I got this name, but I still don't know exactly who I am. But, but what I hear the Lord saying is, the reason you don't know exactly what you want to do is you don't know who you are. And, and you can't listen to all the opinions of friends. Right? Not even girlfriends. At some place, you have to meet face to face with yourself and with God. And discover that place. And you may not know all of it. You just may know one door. The Lord may not tell you everything you're going to do, but He tells you what to do next. Sometimes the Lord don't give you all the instructions, you know. The Bible says we prophesy in part. That means we don't prophesy the whole thing. We prophesy in part. Uh, so, as you were sitting there, the Lord says that, that you you wrestling with these things and you're kind of going back and forth with things. Is that true? Yeah. Is that true? I mean, yes or no? It's not a bunch of prayer warriors going to jump up and pray for you if you disagree with me, right? Is that true? Do you know exactly what you want to do? I have a dream. Hmm? So I have a dream. You have a dream. Okay. Mm. See, when you say, I have a dream, it sounds iffy. Iffy. Uh, it's certainly not like Martin Luther King when he says, I have a dream. <laughs> it's not the same intensity. Uh, so at least it says there's some questions about it. Or maybe questions how to get to that dream or to fulfill that dream or what that dream really means. Because some dreams are... Even dreams are not always actual. Sometimes they can be symbolic or figurative. Sometimes they can be close, sometimes they can. So I'm going, I'm going to just tell you what I heard the Lord say. First of all, you know, you can't know what you want to do if you don't know who you are. And some of that is just knowing that you're loved by God and that God has your best interest at heart. And if you trust him, he's not going to let you make a, a wrong decision. You know, you're not going to have to figure it out on your own unless you like those kind of things. You don't have to figure it out on your own. He's going to direct your path. Uh, you believe that? Yes. Are you praying more? Yeah. Uh, you continue to pray. He hears your prayer, you know. That's why he had me talk to you. He hears your prayer. Uh, and here's the thing about, about with the Lord. You don't ever cry over a dream. If you believe God to give you a dream, you say, Lord, I, I don't see this thing coming to pass. I'm not sure how this thing going to come to pass. You don't cry over it. And you don't get people to try to give you sympathy over it. You just say, Lord, I know you said it. I can't do it. I'm not sure how to do all of this. Some things you may can do, some things you probably can't do. It's learning to be strong in God and say, Lord, I know that you love me and you did not put me here for nothing. Huh? And I know 
Yes. I know you're more important than these things, but I know you called me for something in this life. You have those conversations with God and your pathway is going to become clear. Yes. And it will become so clear that you won't need other people's advice about what you should do. And it will become so clear that you will begin to be a light for other people. But it all comes down to knowing who you are. And first of all, who we are is we are a child of God. Once we have accepted Him and He's come into our heart, we are a child of God. So He empowers us to make those decisions. And He's going to begin to speak to you. Trust in Him. Trust in Him more than anybody else. Yes. And you'll start to see those doors opening. Hmm? Now some of them doors might look a little strange. But if the Lord says, that's it, you go through that door. Amen. Amen. You received that? Yes. All right. Who am I looking for? Speak to me, Lord. Again, if you got walls up, you don't know if you believe in prophecy, you don't know. I got to throw things over your wall. Even though I'm seeing, I got to throw things over your wall. Because it's like, if I say this, uh, what do you want to know for? We must first of all believe that we're friends. Yes? We should always be a friend to somebody. Yes? Uh, uh, innocent until proven guilty. Right? Is there anybody, any lady, I suppose I'm talking to women, any lady in the house that has a genuine, genuine leather bag? It has to be genuine. That's you. That's not it. You got one at home. Mm. Mm. It got to be genuine. Why? You left them at home. Some of you don't even know if you got a genuine leather bag. If you if you if you paid less than a hundred dollars for it, it's probably not genuine. <laughs> Yours is genuine. You got it with you. Uh, two. Where was they at? Um, this one I have in the, in the office with me, and the other one is in the. It was at home. <laughs> this one, this right here. <laughs> I, I want you to stand up, right? Even though yours is at home, I want you to stand up. Is that your purse? Yes. But the, but your your genuine is at home, right? And, and how come you don't think you bring your genuine leather? So what do you do with that? 
um, actually, once I had some things in it, so I, I came to, to I brought it one uh -huh. and changed. Uh -huh. So it's when you got a load, you, you use when that. When I got a load. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right. That's genuine. It was tested under fire. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tested under fire. Yeah. Um, my, my sister bought it in Venice for me, and they put it under fire, and she showed me, and she's like, it's real. If it burns, it's not. So I know it's real. If it burns? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have yours with you? All right. You have yours with you. Oh, Lord. That's too many. You're getting too many to prophesy to now. Mm. Mm. What time I got? Don't bring that because it's so big. <laughs> All right. Mm. Mm. You bought one. You want one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Everybody wanting right now. Is the spirit of want is in the atmosphere. I want that word. Does anybody have a flower in their leather bag? A flower. Anybody have a flower? Now she probably wouldn't know that because it's at home. A flower. Discounts, eh? What? Seven discounts, but I have a, a purse that have um, flowers on it. <laughs> it's a Thomas Kincaid painting that have flowers in it. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You have flowers in your purse, right? All right. Mm. What? Leaves. Huh? Leaves. Leaves. Yeah. Leaves. Yeah. Leaves. Yeah. So you have flowers in yours, yeah. right? Can I have flowers? Yeah. And you have a flower there. Yeah. No Yanti don't have no flower. So look at Anybody that has a leather, a leather purse, this is, you could tap into the prophecy, right? Mm -hmm. I guess even those of you that wants a leather purse, but actually leather purses, they take a lot of care, you know, to up, upkeep them, yes? Mm -hmm. About like having a cow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
but I think you was the person the Lord was showing me. assume with the purse the first thing somebody's going to prophesy is money is what you think not always true with God you know then he asked for flowers right Anybody that lives across the seas? Yes, my daughter. Your daughter? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. And other relatives as well. Mm. I have other relatives as well, but I mean the closest one is the closest. my daughter. Somebody is coming to see you. Yes, yes. Mm. <laughs> I don't. My daughter. But I heard an acquaintance is coming to see you. An acquaintance? Mm. An acquaintance is coming to see you. Okay. Mm. Now Yolanda's already thinking men, but I did not say men. I said an acquaintance. Someone, someone is coming. Someone is coming to see you that you was not expecting. Ah. Mm. Mm. And when that happens, that's going to be the first sign that God is about to do some outrageous things in your life. Amen. going to be given those opportunities to travel as well. <laughs> Somebody prophesied. Somebody prophesied. It. Oh, I was telling um, uh -huh. Sister Nicole All right. that somebody prophesied, All right. but they didn't really so, want to travel. But um, I said you didn't, God... You, you want to travel or you don't? I don't, but I right. said if God allows All right. it, then that, I would That's go. what I want to deal with, this thing that don't want to travel. Yes. That's what I, that's what I, I want to deal with. Mm -hmm. You are no safer here than you are there. Okay. Right? Yes. So it doesn't matter where you add. You can be safe. Because one day, not anytime soon, but one day you're going to have to leave Trinidad for good. Well, my daughter's wish will come true. Some well, I'm, talking about, I'm well. talking about one day you'll die. And you, oh, you mean die? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm prepared, okay? No, the, the, hear what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just saying, we, we can't none latch on to Trinidad, you know. Right? Okay. You're just as safe anywhere you go. Okay. But you'll never be safer, safer than the place where God would have you to go. Okay. You open up your heart, and if God wants to take you some places, 
right? yeah. but somebody's going to come and see you which is going to be kind of evidence I mean it's, it's going to bear witness that what I'm telling you is true but don't be afraid to travel okay. nobody's you saying you have to, to nobody, nobody's saying you have to move yeah. right? I'm not saying that yeah. right? I'm not saying you have to move even though if somebody might want you to I'm not saying that yeah. I don't hear that I'm just saying that to have that freedom to travel and not to worry about traveling. You're just as safe somewhere else. Okay. Right? You're just as safe on the plane. You're just as safe anywhere else. Right? Yeah. Because that's, that's the real thing. You, you don't know if you want to leave your home. You don't know. If, right? <laughs> Listen, we all got to leave. Right? Okay. And, and your home is not your home. God is your home. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. God is your home. As long as a house is your home, you'll never feel safe there. Once you, because houses can come and go, you know, yeah. things can happen, this and that. When God becomes your home and God's family is your family, then you feel safe to travel and to move about and do things. Yeah. Right? Hmm? Yeah. yeah. Thank you and, um, so much. Um, also, the Lord says, you kind of like your own bed. Yes. <laughs> Here she said that. Yes. That's like that's like if I said some of you would like your own man, you would say yes. I say you're like your own bed. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, the Lord says that that you don't like being a nuisance or a bother to people. No. So. So that would keep you out of heaven because you don't want to be a nuisance or a bother to Jesus, you know. No, I wouldn't be. Uh, he, I wouldn't be a nuisance to him. <laughs> but catch the revelation. Yeah. That is true. You don't yeah. like to be a nuisance or a bother to nobody. But daughter, you need to let me love on you, says the Lord. Okay. And you need to let me bless you as you have been a blessing to me, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Because you are a lovely lady yes. and you cannot block God's blessings to you. Okay. And do not think that you're a nuisance. Sometimes people want to share their love with you. I had to learn that a long time ago because I'm a minister there's times when people just want to do something for me yes and I have to be humble enough humble enough to let people do things for me and if I'm not humble then I'm not loving if, if I'm at a place that I can't receive somebody's love or what they would want to do for me you're not a nuisance and a bother you're a lovely person that has a lot to offer people. Yeah. Don't say yourself short. All right. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Mm. Where's the flowers? Mm. Applause. Come, come here. Do you ever find any flowers in there? <laughs> I didn't say no see no spike. You ain't got no flowers in there. That's genuine leather. Genuine. All right. Found a feather. Flower, flower. Look, flower. Mm. <laughs> I'm not talking about Google. <laughs> What's Mary got? 
Yeah, but do you have a genuine level leather, leather purse? Yeah. Where's it at? Right there. Bring it with you. Bring the cow with you. So, which one of you have something like a knife or a scissors in your purse? No, a knife or a scissors. A shaver set. You mean a man shaver? I don't know, but it doesn't have a gender on it. She she gonna shave the man first thing? You know. Who has something like uh, like a scissors or a knife type of thing? Not not clippers. I was seeing like a scissors or a knife. Look, 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 look. I know you ladies got a bunch of stuff in there. Shana let her look in her own purse. Because I was seeing, I was seeing like this knife thing or... or No. No, like a knife. A shaver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it looks like a knife. What is it, a fingernail thing? No, 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 no. That's genuine? I don't know. <laughs> says take those scissors I, I know we don't do magazines too much anymore but the ever ever by what means you do it he says take those scissors and cut out a 
vacation picture of where you would like to go. I, I don't know if you have magazines or that just means spiritually cut it out. Okay. Right? Cut out the vacation spot that you would like to go. That means you got to take down some of them walls to, to get to that place. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. All right. So y'all didn't find nothing. These, this was what I was looking for. And she had the flower too. Yes. Jesus says, unless we become like a little child. Huh? And, and I think Nigel demonstrated that. I don't know if I would have walked up here with my wife's purse. I don't know if I've had that much humility or not. But, uh, but there's a lesson there. You become like a little child before God. That your father can bless you. Where's the flower people? One, two, three. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, if if um, if her prophecy touched you, right? He, f he fed the multitude with two little fish, so you can't feed some people with one word. All right. The Lord says for you that have flowers, and that includes Janelle as well. The reason he asked about flowers is be said because what you would desire more than than money would be the love. That true. That true. Is that true? Uh, if you had a choice between man or money. all be so open with God to speak what we would like and then trust him to do it. 
Well, sometimes we have too much religion to be honest with God. And we think that's some kind of abomination to say that. Now you... Love or money? Love. You would choose love. Yeah. Amen. So your purses are going to produce love. Yes, love that will reach far and wide, not just on this shore, but that will reach far and wide. You receive that? All right, you may be seated. All right, let's do one more. We'll do one more. Tell everybody hi. Say hi. Hi. I said. You want to put spirit on somebody? Come. Put spirit on him. He likes spirit. Put spirit on. Just throw it at him. Go a little closer. Come a little closer. Come. Go a little closer. Come. Come. She saw me doing that. She likes to do that. You know, it's like put spirit. Hey, hey, watch me, watch me, watch me. Who am I looking for? One more. Who am I looking for? Who am I looking for? Oh Lord, everybody got vacation in their spirit now. Where you at? Where you at? You here? Yep. Are you here? Yeah. Who has a job interview? Job interview. Who has a job interview? You have a job interview coming up? Stand up, please. Kind of job interview you got? I'm gonna check out a spa in Chagonas. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want to do? Yeah, I'm an esthetician. Okay. So you already work in that field, right? Yeah. Um, All right. It's not a promotion. You you you're interviewing for another job. Yes. All right. On Tuesday. On Tuesday. Mm-hmm. 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 You believe this is what the Lord has for you? Yes, I do. You believe it? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. 
It's okay to say, I believe this is what God has for me. But if it doesn't work out, you say, okay, Lord, you know best. We do not get disappointed. It's okay to believe it. It's okay to confess that. Do you know how many other people are interviewing for the same job? Well, it's me and another co-worker. You and another co-worker. So you already work there? No, I work at my spa, but there's this lady gave us an option. So we're going to view it on Tuesday evening. Between you and the other person? Yes. But he's actually another person too? Yes. I mean, there's three in all. I don't know. I only know two. Mm. Help me to understand. Something I'm not, something I'm not catching. Um, you're, you're interviewing at a place you don't work at, right? Yes. All right. But it's you and a co-worker yes. at another place? Yes. Or interviewing at the same place? Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So where do you work at now? Well, I work at Chagonas in my spa, and there was this lady called us and told us that she wants to interview us. Okay. So you're thinking about giving up your spa? Not really. Not really. You but want I want to go and see the, um, the place and, uh, you know, maybe still keep my spa and still work at hers. And do what with your spa? Well, where we do massages and facials. You and mean keep yours and work there too? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But would you not rather just have your spa blessed? Yes. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's what ideally you would like to have is your spa blessed. Yes, I would like to have my right. spa. You just go in there for financial reasons. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I heard the Lord say there's actually two two other people she's looking at as well as you, right? Okay. I don't know who they are, but you said one of them's a co-worker, right? Yes. That works for you? No. No, we both work. She works in my spa. Like when she has work, she okay. comes there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you the boss and... You said co-worker. It's not a co-worker. She works for you, right? No, she's not working for me. Like she pay, like when she has work, like if she have a client. Okay, I yeah. got you. I yeah. got you. So have you ever thought about moving out of Shiguanas? Where am I want to move from there and go to another spa where is is where I'm, where I want to open because the spa I mean it's very small and there are a lot of rules the right. landlord have there. All right, but is this other place in Chaguanas? Yes, it is in Chaguanas. Close by to where you're at now? Yes. So you've never had no desire to go somewhere kind of outside of Chaguanas? No. The Lord says he has a place for you outside of Shawana. Mm-hmm. Now. Mm-hmm. He could give you a word. You said you're interviewed Tuesday. He said he can give you a word by Wednesday that you could get this space, but he's saying that's not really what you want. 
No, I don't want to go and work for anybody. I want to stay working for myself. And so that's what I really want to bless, is that. And I want you to just consider looking at some places a little bit outside of Shawanas, just to give the Lord a chance to show you something. Could you do that? Yes, I will. Um, I, I don't know why he's... Uh, well, actually, he's saying, he's saying Shaguanas is, is, is too... Uh, that's not the best lo location. Uh, it's as if, though, it's... Uh, there's a lot of those places. Right? Is that true around yeah. your area? There's a lot of those places. Not really. More have, like, hairdressers, but... Where I am, I am the only esthetician in that area there. In that area. It's something about he's saying is it's overpopulated. Yeah, uh, where, where I am, there's a lot of... Yeah. Right. You, just, you just consider, just, just consider the Lord might be telling you to look somewhere a little bit outside of Shaguanas, right? Um, a better location, um, more room, less rent, right? Just, just look, right? And, and see if the Lord won't show you something better. Yes, because sometimes where I am, I feel kind of clustered and it feels like I'm, I'm not supposed to be there, but because where I am renting, I'm staying there. All right. But in my I, heart, I, I, I don't, don't want to be there. I, I, don't, I think it would be that area on the whole. Just kind of look around outside of Shaguanas a little bit. You don't have to go too far, but just... Kind of look around and see what God might show you. Okay. Until, until we are open to another area, we might not see nothing. Right? Okay. Um, what, what does flowers have to do with your business? Um, I love flowers. Mm -hmm. I really, really love flowers. You really, passion. really love flowers. All yeah. right. So the Lord knows you have that love. How does that? How does that? Does that advertise any way with your business? Well, my decor in the business when I'm opening, I want to put like flowers. Like you want to put flowers. Yeah. All right. All uh, right. In my handbag, home the mask that I use, it has flowers it in, has it, in flowers. my handbag. All right. So, so the Lord is talking with you. You've met with the Lord today, right? Yeah. You and your flowers, right? Yeah. All right. That, there's a sign to you that God has heard your cry, but you got you got to be willing to come outside of Shawanas a little bit and see what God has for you. Okay. Right. Just look. Right. Yeah. Don't 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 feel pressured or anything like that. Just say, well, the prophet said this, so let me just let me just look and see. That's right? not how I feel. All right. You do that, and and you're gonna see, realize the Lord is gonna show you something. Yes. Because in in some ways you're you're in some ways you're downsizing by going to look at this appointment. It's not, so it's not something you really want to do. It's something you feel kind of pressured to do. I'm not going to tell you to go or not that to go. That is true. I'm going to just speak life in what God is saying, right? Yes. All right, because, so you, you, because the um, person that who comes to my spa, the lady spoke, speak with her, and she passed it on to me. Yeah. And where we are going is like I feel, and I'm saying to her, look, if I go there, 
I'm going to lose some of my clients, which is I'm going to downsize myself. And this is not what I want to do. I just want to stay in the area where I am. And uh, she's like, we don't have to do certain things. We're just working there, so we're not a rent to pay. So this is why I was going, because of that. All right, I'll let you decide on that. But, but you look outside that area, right? Mm -hmm. and, and you'll find that place of peace. You can always know when, when, when the Lord shows you something, you just have peace about it. Faith will always have peace. If, if you're walking in faith, when you get to the place where God wants you at, you will feel his peace upon you. And you'll know that's the place, right? Because I see this place, it's outside of Shaguanas, right? I see it bigger, I see the rent lesser. And I see you much more happy there, right? Because there's no back and now and stuff going on around. Yes. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 Thank you, Prophet. Yes, why is she raising her hand? Prophet Oleg, I'll get a job interview for Tuesday. For Tuesday? At a grocery, yeah. At a grocery. Is that what you want? Prophet, I, I would like the job, but I don't really like working for people. You don't like working for people? Mm -hmm. Well, really, your people, really you'd, ha you'd have to work for you. Some people don't like working for themselves, you know. Huh? <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. You don't like working for people. sitting way over there anyway. Mm. Mm. Because over there was full. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that, that's your mama? Yes, my friend. All right. Mm -hmm. Your mama won't give you a job. All right, never mind. have any secretarial experience? Profit. And, and that's the next thing, no. I don't have no... Don't have none. Only experience in food. In food? Yeah, in like food. Food, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I see you working in a professional type office, right? That's what I want you to do. Like a, a doctor's office or a lawyer's office. Yes? Yes, Profit. Trust God. He's going to make it happen. Right? Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. You may have more skills than you think. Yes, I like to do hair as well. Well, I don't know if the doctor needs his hair done or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, was, I, really, I really wanted to do something. I, I, don't let me put you on one horse and you say, well, I like that horse over there. <laughs> You, you can't be jumping up. You say, I'm good at food. So I say, well, but I see you in this office. So I'm setting you up on this horse, and now, now you want to ride that horse over there. You, huh? Listen, there's a lot of things that we like to do, and there's a lot of things that God could do in our life if we will make our mind up as to what we want to do. But God can't start to make something work. And, and if I give you this word, you can't, you can't start believing in this word, and then all at once you jump over here and do hair. Yes, my friend. So you want to do hair or professional offices? I want to do professional. Do professional. All right. So, so let's let's stay on that horse. Yes, perfect. Everybody hear me? Yes, perfect. Anybody hear me? Other people is trying to make decisions. Listen, 
Come on, trust the Lord. If, if it's something, it's just like with her with food. I sense that's, that's not where she wants to be, right? Listen, God's the same way. Tell the Lord what you want. If it's not what you want, He will show you this is not what you want. This is not what you really like. And then you get on the word that the Lord gives you and you stay on that horse. Don't get on another horse. Stay on that horse. Right? You can't do everything in this life, you know. You can't have all these different careers. You've got to find out what it is that you feel you want to do. And you've got to get on that word. Get on that horse. Don't come off of it. And say, Lord, you promised me. And give the Lord time to make these things happen. And especially in your case, you may not have a lot of experience in that area. But uh, I think there's a... I think there's an a, a office, maybe a dentist office or something that, that's not so... They don't have any, many requirements. They just want somebody that they can trust in. You believe that? You kind of look in that direction. If you need to work in the meantime, understand that. But kind of look in that direction. Let's get on that horse and ride that horse. Yes, perfect. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, come. What an awesome day this has been. Listen, if you want to feel better, if you want to be better, if you want your money to have some family, all these things, stop judging. Don't judge yourself, right? Don't beat up on yourself. It's nice to see you two here today. Y'all enjoy your prayer? Amen. God has a lot for both of you. Trust Him, right? judge yourself. Don't beat up on yourself. That, when you're judging yourself, you're taking God off the throne. Don't sit and say you're a bad person. Don't sit and say you're a good person. Just say, I'm loved by God. Yeah. And the Lord forgives, right? So learn to forgive yourself as you learn to forgive others. Amen. If you'll do that, if you'll do that, you'll just find this week has just got miracles and mystery all around. It's just like, wow, this week was so great. Get rid of the judgment and walk in His Spirit. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. Thank you so much.